And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. Today's guest is Joy. Joy has died six times and each time been returned with different perspectives and uncommon abilities to help others. She is living proof that you only get to die when it's your time. Joy, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome. You are so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. All right, Joy. Well, my audience loves to hear about near-death experiences. and if you're <laughs> Well, they're going to adore me. <laughs> then, then let's go. All right. Let's start with the first time I died. I was 15 years old, and I flew off a cliff on a motorbike wearing a full-face helmet and a bikini. They never found the bikini top, and I was declared dead on the operating table for two and a half minutes. And I had the whole near-death experience um, before it was fashionable. I remember the anesthesiologist counting me down, and the next thing I remember, I'm up in the, the corner of the room and I'm looking down at the operating table and I see this flurry of activity and the anesthesiologist says, we've lost her. And I am not registering that it's me for a second and then all of a sudden, oh, my God, that's me. And then, oh, my God, that's not me. That's just my body. And this wild sense of freedom came over me. And it's true about the light, darlings. It really is. Tunnel is probably the best thing. You can like, yeah, tunnel will do. You'll see. But this light, this light is pure, unconditional love. And it is I wanted with every single fiber of me to go into this light. And I was stopped and I was sent back and I was pissed because I woke up in the uh, uh, ICU with the doctor wanting to amputate my leg, telling me uh, I'd never walk again. I told him I'd not only walk, I'd dance on his grave. And that's Mm. actually how I became a silver medal winning ballroom and Latin dancer. But that's another story. I will say, though, because this is really important, I did to myself what I wouldn't let the doctor do. I metaphorically amputated my own leg. I didn't know how to deal with the pain, so I did the only thing that I knew how to do, which is what I'd been trained. Anybody else had this soldier on and just, yeah, that doesn't work. I had to learn that you can't heal what you don't own. You know, it was was only when I learned to treat my leg, my pain, like a crying child. You know, your body doesn't yell at you for no reason. Why would it do that? No, my darling, pain is there to say, hello, there's something that needs to be addressed. Could we possibly figure this out? And so I... I stopped and I held my leg and I and I said to her, I am so sorry. I have been so mean. I have been making you wrong and bad. You're not a bad leg. You're a wonderful leg. You reach all the way to the ground despite all of the dreadful things that I've been doing to you and saying to you. Oh my goodness. I'm listening now. I'm not going to make you 
suppress you anymore. What do you need? Well, my darling, let me tell you that things dramatically started improving after that point. You can't heal what you don't own. So if you have an ongoing chronic anything, chronic means anything that's been had more than three months, instead of making it your enemy, because your body's not your enemy. Mm-mm, no. Your body is desperately trying to do absolutely everything that it can to keep you healthy and functioning and happy and well. Would like you to know, would like a bit of help in this area. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got something going on in your body that's been there for a while and you just like, oh, lower back is like, oh, I hate it. I'm going to stop that just for a second. And take a breath and put your hands on that part of your body and go, I am so sorry. I love you. And think about what your life would be like without that bit, eh? Send it some love. All right. I'm going to have a wee quick drink of water if you want to remain healthy and alive. Here's the key right here, water. Your brain is a wet computer. And your body's mostly water, and it just doesn't function without it. So, I really love what you said about you can't heal, heal what, what you, you don't, don't own. own. Yeah, that's you fascinating. Can't. Yeah, yeah. And treating parts of your body like they're enemies and making them wrong and bad, that doesn't help either. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, um, I had to learn a lot about loving myself on the journey back because my scars were so spectacular that complete strangers would feel obliged to stop me on the street and go, oh, my God, what happened to you? Now, don't do that. What a dick move. Don't ever do that to anybody. And if you've got scars, that says you're a warrior. That says you've seen some stuff and you're still here and I honour you. There's all kinds of scars, though, isn't there? Some you can't see. Anyway, so back to near-death experiences. Took me. Uh, actually, I'll just I'll just carry on with the story if that's all right. Sure. Yeah. So it took me seven years to get back on my feet and um, and dancing, and in that time, I discovered I had an amazing knack for for business for for creating. Um, gorgeous ideas for for seeing things that many people can't. So I made lots of money and, and had lots of fun and, and married the perfect man for me who was a, the house husband that loved that I loved going out and making money and he looked after me while I did that and it was fantastic. And I, uh, I was at the top of my game and I persuaded him to leave all of our support in New Zealand and move to Australia where we got this gorgeous um, flat in Elizabeth Bay, which is right next to, you know, in Sydney. We we sat on the balcony drinking champagne with our millionaire friends watching the Sydney to Hobart yacht race go by from the balcony. Oh, my gosh. Um, I had made it. I had made it. But, see, I'd smashed up my leg so spectacularly in that first accident at 15 that nobody noticed 13 displaced vertebrae. So when I was hit by a drunk driver at 24, just four months after moving to Australia away from everybody we knew, 
all of these spinal injuries were activated. And um, I couldn't speak without stuttering. I couldn't walk or stand for more than a few minutes. Um, I, I couldn't lift a glass of water with my left hand. I lost 70% of the strength in the left side of my body. But the most challenging thing of all was any time I went into stress, any kind of stress, the soft tissue would swell at the base of my neck. Blood would stop going to my brain and I would have about three minutes before I backed out. I never knew if I would wake up from any of those blackouts. And uh, it was a stressful time. So I was blacking out multiple times a day at one point. And each one of these blackouts was creating an oxidative stress wall in my forebrain. And after a couple of years of this, um, doctors said I would be dead or brain dead by the time I was 30. I walked with death for 18 months. We got to be really good mates. I wasn't afraid of him after the first time. I mean, I had to bring it. But you really do only get to die when you're supposed to. Some people have shorter contracts than others. I know that's hard, but that's the truth of it. My contract is a very peculiar one. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you really don't know if you're going to see the end of the day, it changes things. All your perspectives change. I, I suddenly had to look at, okay, so what am I going to take to God if I do die today? Hey, God, I made all this money. Mm -hmm. I broke through the glass ceiling on every industry I entered. I freaking rocked it in the business world. Look at all the things I own. <laughs> yeah, suddenly it didn't look so crash hot when I took it to God as a sum total of everything I'd done. So I sat with myself till I could think of something that I would be proud to take to God. And it was, I made every life that I touched more joyful. And that's what I founded my life on. I highly recommend it. Even if you're not dying, which you are, we all are. <laughs> but if you knew that you might die today, and my darling, you might. How does that change everything? How do you feel about how you've been living? I know these are super tough times and death is very present all around us. It's time to, to start talking to them, you know, looking to yourself because we don't know how long our contract is. I am now literally twice the age plus a year that any doctor said I'd be. Frankly, if I'd known I was going to live this long, I probably would have taken a bit better care of myself. <laughs> I will tell you that death is nothing to fear and a great and wonderful guide of how to live. But do not seek him out. Because if you are looking to die because life is too hard, my darling, that doesn't work. That really doesn't work. Yes, death is wonderful. Death is not the end of anything any more than, oh, you know, I've just arrived at my destination. I'm going to exit the car now. You don't cease to exist because you've gotten out of the car. 
you might choose to stay a while here at that place and then hop in another vehicle, go somewhere else, or you might stay home for a while, but you do not cease to exist. And if you have not done what you wanted to do or learned what you needed to learn, well, you'll be back and it will be harder. So, like, just you have so much more help than you could possibly know, my love. You do. You do. I talk to a lot of dead people. I grew up in a, a matriarchal line of, of psychics, and like I was just comfortably psychic. But, but then, well, a door blew open in my mind, and I never could get it shut again. And I had to learn to set office hours, otherwise I would go mad. I, I turned from comfortably psychic to Whoopi friggin' Goldberg and ghost for a while there. And I will say that a lot of people that are brought to me to work with have been brought by their guides or by their family members. You know, if you've had somebody really super close to you that's died, um, but you still feel them, like, oh, I know he's still there. That is probably because they are. Um, death doesn't end soul contracts. No, it's, it's just exiting the vehicle. It's just a state change. And, in fact, in a lot of cases, uh, loved ones go on before so that they can better guide you. Mm, did you just feel that? If you did, drop in a little deeper. And even if you didn't, extend your awareness right now to who it is that stands with you. Maybe it's a loved one who's passed. Maybe it's a guide. Maybe it's a, a, a guardian. Just take a moment right now to stop and feel now, if you're clairsentient, clear feeling, you might feel that hand on your shoulder. If you're claircognizant, clear knowing, it might come as a deep knowing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds a bit crazy, but yeah, I kind of already knew that that's true. That's clear knowing, clear cognizance. If you're clairvoyant, clear seeing, you might um, get a vision or an image or a light or a color. If you're clairaudient, you might like to say, hey, Thanks for saving me on all those occasions. By the way, what's your name or who is that? And then just stop and listen for the answer. Releasing the need to control how the answer comes. Go on, just sit for a minute. I'm going to send you some love while you do that. what you noticed you are not alone my darling no of course you're not and yes of course you're being allowed to experience the illusion that you are because 
Look at you now. Because of this hero or shiro's journey, because of these challenges, you now have the courage and the determination, the compassion, the empathy. You have everything that you need in order to be able to look into the eyes of the people that you've come here to help and say, I know. Take my hand. You can walk up together then, yeah? Well, obviously you survived. What were you doing at age 30? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the court-appointed psychiatrist, just to give you a bit of perspective, suggested that I should take up basket weaving uh, so that I can continue to be a member, a contributing member of society once I'm vegetative. I actually found that to be a, a, a very helpful uh, psychiatric experience because I got to tell him what I thought of him and his parents and his lineage and his business and his and uh, and I started studying holistic medicine. I'm certified in more than a dozen different healing modalities, and as I journeyed through each one of these modalities, with my sole focus being clear stress in three minutes or less, because it's that or die. So uh, my tools are amazing. <laughs> and in fact, if you uh, my to make everything that happened to me make sense, I share what it is that I learned in my long journeys back to health. Because, oh, mate, as I journeyed through all of these different modalities, I uncovered these epic skills, like tools I would have given my IT for as an executive. But they were all squirreled away in these far out places where nobody, unless they had enormous amounts of money and at least a decade, could ever possibly find. And I happened to be in that position. So I took the best. And that is what I share. And if you go to my website, experiencejoy.com, you can remember that, experiencejoy.com, and pop your um your name in the email, I will send you a 15-minute video that shows you how to relax instantly, how to clear stress from your body, and how to keep a clear head no matter what is going on. And I, you, what you do is you measure your stress levels on a scale of 1 to 100 before you begin the video. You give each tool a fair go to find out whether or not it works, and then you measure your stress levels again at the end, and then you tell everyone about it because everyone needs these skills. They do. I think that's great because of the situation of going, that's going on right now. Yes. Everybody's stressed out. So many people are just suffering from anxiety. And Yes. I actually just did a, a, a course. I'm doing legacy courses at the moment. Um, I just did one called Clear Stress in Less Time Than It Takes to Find the Valium. Um, and I can make that available to people. I'm doing everything by donation right now. Um, I've, in addition to dying multiple times, I've had uh, six entirely unrelated um, incurable uh, diagnoses from six entirely unrelated doctors. Doctors don't know everything; they don't. Uh, and but I'm in. Uh, this is the sixth one. I'm growing a jaw. I am the poster child for don't get metal implants. Don't get dental implants if you're at all allergic to metal. Mm. They nearly killed me and they ate away my jaw and um, now I'm growing it back. And there are treatments, but I, you know, 10,000 bucks a pop for this and I need 12 and I don't have insurance and they're not covered anyway. But so if you find 
my my content helpful, please consider donating so to save my jaw. Because uh, I clearly am supposed to continue sharing all the things that I work that did because I'm still here. I'm still here. I wake up in the morning. I truly do. I still wake up in the morning and go, really? Okay. Another day. All right. So anyway, so uh, so thank you. For if you want to put your money where my mouth is, I would be so very grateful. Um, but. Oh, so in my romp through all of these modalities, I learned to treat my brain like the massively sophisticated bioorganic supercomputer that it is. See it all of and, and and how to reprogram it to bypass the injuries to access parts of my brain that I had no idea existed. Like in all of the tests when they were just trying to figure out how screwed I was. In all of the tests that most people consider very simple, I test as an autistic child. My frontal lobes scan like that. But in all of the tests that people consider difficult, I test as genius because I, with all of the um, the oxidative stress walls in my forebrain, I can't think forward or remember back. So I learned how to think up and look down. So perspective is my superpower. I can look at a at a, a, a person or a circumstance or a business and not see what the troubles are, but see what the causes are and go in and pull those out and then the rest of the dominoes just fall and, and oh, it's so magical and marvellous. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so at 30, instead of uh, basket weaving, I had conceived of and co-created Australia's first end-user computing support organisation. I was advising state and federal government. I had literally turned that, created a new industry within the computer support industry. I was the first individual ever to be nominated for an IT&T Excellence Award for industry development. Oh, they hated me so much, that old boys network. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. If you if you have brain injuries and it, the frontal lobes are such a tiny part, such a tiny part. Listen, darling, I'm going to tell you how I did it. I reprogrammed my brain by thinking new thoughts. I thought, well, if I'm going to think new thoughts, I might as well make them thoughts that are going to, like, lead me to the life I want and, and like, totally align. And because my my mission is to make each life that I touch more joyful, well, that's got, to be, that's got to begin within, you know. I've learned that the fastest way to empower any relationship or project or anything, everything, all of the things, is by filling yourself up with what you want to give and giving from the overflow. Do you understand? changes everything it changes the quality of of your gift or your your offering or your expression changes everything because think about it okay what do you get if you squeeze an orange orange juice yes can you get pickle juice when you squeeze an orange nope banana juice nope why not because you only have an orange And it can only give you what it's got inside of it to give. Just like the orange, when you're put in a situation and squeezed, if you have spent your life giving to everybody except yourself, 
chances are what's going to come out will be a bit dry and bitter. So when we give from the overflow, when we take that time to fill ourselves with what we need, oh, darling, if that's all you take from the call today, then your life will change in massive, massive ways. What I really liked about thinking new thoughts is, to me, the brain is a learning machine and you've got to rewire it. So every time you learn something new, you're rewiring the brain. Exactly right. And with using the brain as a computer analogy, which it is, it is, and it runs on water. Have I mentioned have water? Because if the, uh, if you're dehydrating, the first thing to go is your short-term memory. So if you're going, uh, what's that guy's name? How much do I tip? What is it? That's your brain going, what do you want from me? I need I need water in order to function. So give it some. I like to give my brain every single advantage you could possibly have. You've learned many health modalities. Which one of them is the best, you think? I'm not a purist, darling. I'm one who likes to, like, find out about everything, grab all the best bits and leave the rest in the dust. So, uh, well, not in the dust, you know what I mean. I don't, I don't know. Because, like, I have, I have favourites from, from so many of them, and I don't even know really where many of them come from anymore. I just have this ginormous big tool chest that whenever somebody's in front of me and I'm going, oh, okay, that person needs to travel to that, you know, like uh, like I, I had a, I helped them reprogram their brain so their memories can't hurt them anymore. I'll use like timeline transformation for that. Or, you know, if, if somebody uh, has a, a, a deep trauma that or a sabotaging program that they just every time they get to a certain point, ah, they can't get below that, then I will, I, will, I will use whatever is appropriate. I don't know if I can answer that because they're all good. Some are more helpful than others. Do you mind if I regress you for just a moment? Because you said something earlier that I thought was very important. I encounter a lot of people who seek death. And I really loved how you were speaking about that you shouldn't be doing that. No. People miss the point. Um, They think, oh, it's the easy way out. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's not, darling. It's not. And depending on your state of mind when you die, mm. I've had to do a lot of soul rescues. It's just a minute. Again, they're they're wanting you to know that you are not alone, that your angels are with you, that that right now you were born for these times, my darling. If you are watching this video, then you know in your soul you feel the truth of my words, whether or not you like it, and you probably don't. We were born for these times. You see, we each one of us hold a really a piece of the puzzle. The jigsaw is not in our hands. And have you ever done a jigsaw puzzle and there's a piece missing? It can drive you crazy. Is there anything more glaringly obvious than that missing piece? Please, my love, bring your piece to the puzzle. Your light is needed. Your freaky, quirky, fabulous, strange little light is exactly what is needed in this world. And if you try and take an early out, you just have to come back and do it again, you know. And it may or may not be an easier situation, probably not. Instead, 
and I understand God. I understand. I spent the first year after trying uh, after that first accident. I just tried to kill myself all the time. Second time getting my stomach pumped out, I just went, oh, "All right, okay, I'll stick around." People really do only die when it's their time. If you're still here, it's for a reason. You feel the truth of my words right now. It's going to get better. And what needs to help, and we can't change the things that happen. Oh, God, we can't control them either. But what we can do is learn how to choose, how to feel about them. We can, and it's this choice that matters because it's this choice that determines what happens next. Do you understand? Like, my God, I've died six times. I get to decide how I feel about that. I'm cursed. Clearly, my life is never going to be easy or healthy or any of the things. Well, if you've had a thought like that, just for a moment right now, put it in the palm of your hand. Come on, put that, put that thought in the palm of your hand. I can't. It's too hard. My life is... Okay. Now, how does that thought make you feel? Let yourself feel it. Okay. Now, follow that thought to its inevitable ending. Go there. Let yourself go there. Feel how that feels. Now, come back. Okay. Now, shake it out. Turn your hand over. Shake it. I want you doing this literally. Come on. Kinesthetically. There we go. Now then, shake everything off. What's the exact opposite of that thought? My life is horrible. It's never going to get better. The exact opposite of that thought is, okay, well, what if I, if this is like die alone and never get well, what if, what if you don't? What if, what if life does get better? What if there is a chance that you have survived all of these impossible things because they have brought you to who you are and where you are watching this right now. What if this next moment is a revelation for you? What if this is the beginning of this next powerful phase of your life? What if you decided this was true just for a minute? Drop in, really drop in and feel how that feels in your body. Is there any chance at all that things will work out? Now, follow this thought to its inevitable end and see where it takes you. Go on. All right, come on back. Now then, we have two thoughts, equally valid. You get to choose which one takes you to where you want to go. You get to choose. There is a gazillion thoughts out there that you can decide on. Don't go digging around in the garbage for ones that didn't ever serve you anyway. When I decided that my mission was to bring joy and experience joy, I decided, well, okay, so first of all, I, I found a lot of virus programs in my head <laughs> because uh, before I... Um, I had to build myself from the ground up after that drunk driver because like 
nothing, my body, mind didn't work anymore. Do you see? I mean, like, I couldn't function. My whole life was work. My whole life was making money and creating businesses. And it was gone. It was all gone. I couldn't do any of it. And I wasn't allowed to die. I tried walking, tried that. Didn't That didn't work that time either. So like, okay, okay. Well, I did the only thing I knew how to do. And that is I killed the person that I was inside. The one who had all of these dreams, all of these all of these things, and and I created a new one from scratch, you know. And uh, I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to create a new person, then I might as well make it somebody I really like. So I looked at the things that I didn't like about myself and I wrote all those down. And then I wrote the exact opposite of those things on that side of the paper. And, like, the first one was, Truth had become a bit of a slippery thing for me, you know. I didn't always even know if I was telling the truth, and I really didn't like that about myself. And so <laughs> I read that anything that you do for a month becomes a habit. I thought, well, okay. So for an entire month, I'm going to, and I went through each one of me, each one of the things on my list, do the exact opposite. So every single time, every single time I, I told a lie, I would make myself say stop. And in my mind, I would draw, a, I would wipe across a whiteboard and I say, cancel clear. That's not right. What I meant to say is this. And then I would follow up with, with, with the truth. Oh God, it was just the most embarrassing. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. And wow. Now I have my, my brain programmed, uh, for joy because what I did was I make myself look for the most joyful thought under every circumstance, any circumstance, doesn't matter what it is. Oh, that's a lovely thing. That's the most joyful, you know, so that when stuff goes down as it will, my brain automatically has joy as the default. And if you can't find a joyful thought, I'm going to give you the one that got me through more stuff than than ever. Write this down. It's such a blessing. This is my joyful thought. If 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 the this can't just this is a miracle I don't understand yet. Mm. Use that as your joyful thought, my love. Mm. Use that as your opposite thought, okay? That's great. Yeah, it's very helpful. Yeah. Take a breath. Yeah, it's almost, you know what I'm going to say. Have some more water. Cheers. We're doing a lot. Cheers, okay. Mike. Cheers. It's like you reinvented yourself. Does that sound right? Totally reinvented myself from the ground up, and I discovered that nothing is set in concrete. Oh my god! Oh my god! And you know what? I have the best life now. I'm going to tell you the most enormous gift I wish somebody had told me. This is my life process. I. I continually evolve uh, into the next grandest version of myself. So I'm always perfect in my imperfection. Every single day I am evolving into the next grandest version of myself. And so everything about me is subject to change without notice. You have to have a really strong change game to to be in my close circle. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, what's she doing now? Um, But I am pledged, thanks to my good friend Death, to a life of no regrets. You know, reinventing yourself, that's the game, darling. 
that's where the fun is. If you don't like a direction you're going, turn around, go in a different direction. You're not a tree. If you if you are unhappy with what's in front of you, begin to, I mean, when when we change the way we think about things, then those things change. When we look for beauty instead of ugly, when we when we focus on joy instead of fear, well, that's a very strong attractor, isn't it? We literally have people living in heaven and earth right now, right in the same plane. People are experiencing hell and people are experiencing ecstasy and people are experiencing peace and people are experiencing all kinds of things and it's all centered not on what's happening around them, although that certainly, you know, is a factor, but it's about how we choose to feel about it. That changes everything. You know, when you when you close the door on I can't uh, and, and open the door to new possibilities, like when, when you when you change the program that you've got running, like so, so many sabotaging programs instilled in our first frame references, which is before age seven, before we've got any kind of real chance of going, oh, no, I don't actually think that's true. I know that doesn't feel right. No, all of these, like, like look at all the things that we've been brought up to believe, like money doesn't grow on trees. It's paper. You know, or, or or you have to work hard for your money. Do you really? If that was true, every African woman would be a millionaire. And in, in living in that in the environments, you know, the four and that. I learned to okay, we know our thoughts change. You're probably not thinking the same thing today as you were even a month ago. But how often do we actually stop and take stock of our beliefs? You know, a thought is just a belief that we accept it as true, or a belief is just a thought that we accept it as true. But and it's important; these beliefs get locked in as um, as as in, in the in the in the program in, in the in the computer. And I've met people who go, "I'm not going to change because that would mean you know it would mean I've been wrong this whole time," or or "No, it's too late now." What an absolute load of rubbish! These these people are not people who go. I'm going to hold on to this buggy old DOS problem program. I I I don't care if there's a new Windows update available. You've got to upgrade the software, darlings. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know why work with a buggy old virus program when there's a beautiful new one available and you can write whatever you want on it? Oh, that's so fun. That's what I do these days. I teach people how to reprogram their brains for optimal levels of productivity and joy. Oh, you have the best job. Mm. Let me ask you this. In the process of reinventing yourself, you may feel a lot of times that you feel uncomfortable because you're so used to these old patterns. How do you work through how do you work through that? I love your quiet little questions. Um get over it. You know, like I, I've I have how do we get over it? I don't even think I have a comfort zone at this point. Um, if you are somebody who really needs a comfort zone and, and uh, think about this, think about how much more comfortable your comfort zone will be when you've got it programmed for things that bring you joy. You know? Um, I, I, like to, I like to 
seduce people over to the the light side of their life by encouraging them to open the possibility of maybe it is okay to be happy. <coughs> you know, let's start there. If you need to change your life, like because I get so many people coming to me, um, I'm known as the, the wish granter by my clients because people bring me their wishes for their health and their happiness and I clear them of their blocks and I put them on their parts, teach them how to maintain it so they're not reliant on anybody outside of themselves. And, and, but so many people come to me with the, the first thing, I just want to be happy, Joy. And you know what? They don't have the first idea about what's going to make them happy. Let me tell you this, my darling, until you understand that, it's jolly hard to have. Mm. So here's your joy scription. Are you ready? Write it down. I want you to make a list of all of the things that make you happy, all of the things that you love. Now, it might be a long list. I hope it is. It might be a short list. You can add to it. But I want you to do one thing at least on that list for yourself every single day. Will you do that? Because this is a good and fun and easy way to begin to reprogram your brain for more joy. And again, to, to focus on, on what is the most joyful thought in this situation. Um, I don't know. what. Yeah. How do I how do I manage it by by not just taking out the the programs that aren't working for me but replacing them with ones that do. The universe hates a void. So um so lots of people are, are clinging I don't like this and this is so hard and um and I and I can't stop. Stop. Take all of your focus that you have on that problem. Now you understand the problem. I'm sure you probably chewed it over so you understand it now. Don't care what the problem is. Take all of your attention now and place it all on the solutions. Starve the problem. Invest all of your energy in the solutions on what can help with that. And doors will open for you that simply weren't available over here before because you were looking in a different direction. Do you understand? Remove your focus from this problem, place it all on the solution, and do not allow yourself to be diverted, especially in a crisis situation. I have learned that in crisis situations, I'm an expert on crisis situations, you cannot afford the foolish indulgence of negative thinking. No, you cannot. Negative thought will come in. It's like a bullet hitting a windscreen. If you don't attend to that right away, you're going to have to deal with a whole big mess. No. You get to choose your thoughts. Look, think of an orange. What color is it? Orange. Yes. Think of a lemon. What color is it? Yellow. Yes. You have just done the most powerful thing in all of the known universes. You have taken a thought. You have placed it in your head, and then you have exchanged it for another one. But here's the secret, darling. Here's the magic. This works for more than just fruit. If you are not enjoying thoughts that you are having, change them. Mm. And I can, that's one of the things that I love teaching. You mentioned earlier about angels. Can you tell people how to connect with their angels? Well, we did that earlier uh, with um, understanding a little bit more about, first of all, release the need to control how. You know, a lot of people, okay, 
pop it in the comments if you see repeating numbers 11 11 22 all of that sort of thing or or a, a, you know a song will come on the radio or or look just take a breath close your eyes and relax and relax and relax and i wonder if you can imagine like everybody has a timeline it's the the line that uh stores all of our memories all the way back into birth and even before then into past lives and generations and it stores all of our memories into the future as well everything that ever has or ever will is stored on that timeline it will happen to you so we're just going to take a couple of deep breaths and imagine that line as a physical line with future ahead of you and past behind you and as you inhale breathing in light a gorgeous cloud of healing light and sighing it into your body. We're going to do that three times. And with each breath, you'll feel a little lighter. Until you're floating like a song on a breeze or a leaf on a creek. And as you float above your timeline, I wonder if you can extend your awareness to sense or see or feel or hear that it is lined with angels, wingtip to wingtip. Allow your subconscious to roam over your timeline to this point and look at all of the times. Think about all of the times when you have received precisely what it is that you have needed at exactly the moment that you have needed and rarely in the way that you think it will look because you know how you like surprises. And so that the Timing is so exquisite that you cannot take credit for it. If you are watching this video, it is for a reason. Right now, this moment, your angels have a message for you, a gift for you. Experience it now. of how supported you are, whether you could see or feel it consciously or not, how protected you are, whether you are aware of it or not, how 
loved and safe you are. One more deep breath. And if you wish, take a moment to pop into the comments what you experienced. Did you receive a feeling or a gift or a message from your angel? You've gave us so many jewels of knowledge today. Have you written these down in a book? Well, I have um, I have my No Worries Mate book, which contains the de-worrying process that money-back guarantees to eliminate all worry at its source. Um, I actually wrote uh, seven books, did not have them published. They were all on one computer and the computer and all of the backups and everything else was stolen. I don't have um, what I'm trying to do. This March 17th to May 17th was a very intense uh, mortality portal for me this year where I just told God that's it, fix me or take me. I can't handle my – I have an exposed trigeminal nerve. I, 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 I just – I am a flute the master's play and I I need to have a bone. (laughs) So um, God decided instead to say, well, really, let's see how serious you are about that. Mm. And I became extremely aware of the fact that I have not told all my stories and that I have lived this cartoon-like life so that I can share all of my wisdom with this generation who, dear Lord, needs every advantage they can get. And so upstairs management sent me to TikTok, which was the last thing I ever, I mean, I don't dance. I'm not a teenager. I just, but they, that's where you found me. Yes. Yeah. My, my, my first time I died video, it got like, 20 views on Facebook and 14 on Instagram and 485,000 on TikTok. You know, I mean, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. so I am, I have become TikTok's fairy godmother that Mm -hmm. I decided if I am going to come back for one last hurrah, Mm -hmm. then you have to organize the funds for the treatments. So that I can Speak without pain and eat without. So um, so I, I became very aware that I have not told all my stories, so I'm videoing them and I'm doing little videos and I'm putting them up on TikTok and I'm, I'm, I'm doing interviews like this. Uh, well, if someone wants to find your TikTok, what is the name of your account? TikTok's Fairy Godmother, oh, but TikTok. it is fairy with an F-A-E-R-Y, because not an F-A-I, no. I do not have a magic wand, and I was raised in the valley where Rivendell was filmed in Lord of the Rings, so I am oh, wow. old school fae. Uh, yeah, I, I, I take people on Celestine prophecy adventures and... Um, I teach them how to connect with Mother Earth and receive healing from trees. I'm, a, I'm that kind of fairy godmother. Hmm. So, uh, so yes, yeah, find me on TikTok and and, and follow me there. Uh, I'm on Facebook as as Joy White Peacock, which is was my uh, how I learned alchemy after being bitten by a black widow. And she, I, I she taught me many things. I, I became a master alchemist under under that. But that too is a, a whole other story. Hmm. If you want me to keep telling them, please consider donating to my jaw. Um, on my Venmo is Experience Joy, and 
the last four digits of five nine four four. That's on my TikTok, and and I, I and I have a GoFundMe, but they take such a big chunk. And or you can send me money on Facebook, or I can put up my GoFundMe. I I have I have a feeling that um, there's going to be somebody who who knows a, a sponsor who wants to help the world experience joy by just making the treatments available to me or I, I, I have a feeling it's going to come through community. But every time I receive a donation, it makes me so grateful that somebody cares. But in the meantime, I'm doing these legacy programs every second Thursday at 6 o'clock. I'm teaching like... Uh, yesterday I taught the manual your body didn't come with. Next one is um, saying no without excuse or apology and defense against dark arts 101. I want to teach everything and it's all by donation. So just come. I know if you don't have money, that's okay. Just come and learn and share because you are my legacy and the people that you share these tools with, that's my legacy. That's what I take to God. That's what I take to God. After watching this podcast, people may just want to reach out to you and ask questions. Are you up for that? And if so, how do they connect with you? I'm up for that. Um, whew, you know, well, my website's experiencejoy.com, but again, I don't like, I don't even have a mailing list. I don't have the, I'm good at other things. I need another business manager. <laughs> I, 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 I need, I need support in sharing these tools now. I've got at least, I'm, I'm, I need support in sharing everything I have now. I don't know how to share it. I only can share it. But the methods, I don't help me. Help me to help you. I don't know how to do that seamlessly. I need my website to be able to send out things to people automatically i i don't i'm good at other things all right joy well before we finish up do you have one last positive message that you want to share with everyone choose your thoughts wisely i am living proof that incurable means curable only from within if you're still here it's because there's a reason. Don't miss out on what that reason is. By trying to take an early out, you'll be so sad when you realize, oh, my God, you know, that, that's something that's kept me going more often than I really care to admit. I don't know how positive a close it is, but, like, the truth is I just never know what's going to happen next. <laughs> and I don't want to miss it. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. You can choose to experience joy.com. There you go. Joy, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you. And I wish you the best. And I hope that you return as our podcast fairy godmother. I would love to return as your podcast fairy godmother. Mm -hmm. Please, if you're watching this, write what your wishes are in the uh in the comments and um, I will open up my gigantic toolkit and reach in and bring something that will help you.
And if you find value in it, perhaps you'll consider donating to me. I do do private sessions, but rarely. Um, I Upstairs management always sends me who's supposed to see me. My clients look like combination locks with almost all of the tumblers turned. They've done a lot of self-work. I don't do baby steps. I do the baby steps with the sharing of these kind of videos things. But people come to me when they're ready for a quantum leap. I want it cleared. I want it done now. I'm ready for this next part. That's when they manifest me. And you'll know. You'll know. But uh, it, it, I'm not. My, my sessions, a lot of people compare them to acid trips. <laughs> I don't do drugs. I'm a, I'm a ceremonial shaman, but I don't do plant medicine. You know, there's none of that. It's simply stepping you into the next grandest version of yourself with connection to your team because it's not possible to proceed forward in the way that you need to unless you have that communication line going. You are the incarnate member of this team, not the only one. The details of how are not left to the humans. No, you need to learn to delegate. You need to understand what your job is in the team and how to do it effectively and efficiently. So there you go. Joy, thank you so much. Again, I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thank you for having me. I love you. Take care. I love you. Have a great evening. (laughs) Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.